When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento, Sacramento, Sacramento. Turner Sparks just got married and has moved home to America after 12 years living in China. Sir Michael Ira Kaplan has two kids, a wife, a job, and has spent his entire life in the USA. Neither one can figure their country out. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 63. My name's Turner Sparks. I am Kaplan. Whoa, on the podcast today, we have comedian from The Daily Show, Ronnie Chang. If that name sounds familiar, because yeah. he was on our podcast <laughs> we just, two weeks ago. We made him sign something. He didn't notice when he when he agreed to do the live pod. And on the way out the door, we had to sign your way a waiver, and he actually agreed to do another podcast. We're doing us. a home and home, home as they and home. Yeah, yeah. college football. We had so much more to talk to him about. So. Yeah. So immediately we got him back. He'll be here in a minute. Ronnie grew up in Malaysia. You know his story. Yeah, hey, just listen to the other live pod if you want a story. <laughs> Don't tell. He grew up in Malaysia. He moved to yeah. Australia. Now he's in America. Works. He's yada, 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 yada. He's uh, here. Head guy at the, at the day over the He's day running that show. show. Behind yeah. the scenes, head guy. So he's doing something. We'll find out more. We had to have him back. So, But before all that, I have some exciting news. Yeah, what's that? Net neutrality passed or <laughs> or didn't pass. I don't know what I don't know what it means. Yeah. But I do know that it means you can charge for websites now. Right. Billion dollar idea. We're charging. What are we gonna charge? A hundred dollars a click. A hundred dollars a click. If you want to go on Lost in America Pod, how's that sound? Yeah, and the only way to get out of it is if you have to click on the Amazon link and buy hey! something, and then you don't have to pay hundred dollars. Now it seems like a bargain. You're buying something on Amazon. Instead of giving us hundred dollars a click, we get them come and get them going. Yeah. that's what they say. In the I, may, I don't know. I, I, we, I don't know what net neutrality really means, and I don't think most of the people who are really upset about it do either. I have no idea. Yeah, no. I mean, it means it's a billion dollar. It means we get finally get paid. I don't see what's wrong. <laughs> I'm in. Right? Ching ching ching. Yeah, we're gonna retire. How? What? Once we make all our money off net neutrality, uh, what's step one? Where do we? <laughs> where do we go? I didn't know it was Turks and Caicos. <laughs> Or Jamaica. You go to a country that has net neutrality, and then but you, we, you set up a website for free there, and then you wait for them to lose it. I still don't know what net neutrality oh, yeah, is. Does it, it has it that's good or that's bad? Uh, okay, it's yeah, neutral. We're going to get blue shirt on this it's case. It's neutral. It's neutral. It's I, a, I think that it's a, it's a bullshit word, net neutrality. It sounds great. It sounds confusing. Yeah, but there's no... They we don't just, need it. Here's we, how you get me on your side. Call it, say good internet, or say... Or bad internet. That's it. That's all I need. Free or unfree. Right. What's it, how's this going to affect porn? That's yes. the other thing. That's is it what I want more to porn? Is is a, is a porn going to get faster? Is it going to get better? Yeah. Higher production? I, that's that's I, until I see an article that explains that. I don't <laughs> care about this issue. And all care. these liberals who are so like this is the end of the world ish on this issue. This is the issue. The, there's so much terrible shit going on that Trump's doing right now. And net neutrality is a thing all that everyone about is their dumb internet. Connection. All they're posting on Facebook is like all this about net neutrality. It's like are you focused on everything else? Well, here's the thing. It could be the end of the world. I literally it's don't know. It's not the end of the world. All I know is you will not notice it. $100 a click. All right. Okay? That's good. I'm rich. <laughs> Can I cut my mustache now? Yeah. Next. next <laughs> you have, no, no, no. You have to keep. Yeah, <laughs> it's growing in. We did. We said we were going to take a picture last week. We did not. You, but right well, now we didn't you take a close up. We took a long shot. You but, have a full beard. This isn't a mustache. Yeah, I had a little issue. I, I, because I've been, as I think I mentioned before, I'm too. I don't have the balls to go full mustache during the week when we're not recording. Grow some balls. So I, I go. I don't shave at all. So I got like a beard, and then my plan is to cut it into a mustache on, every once in a while. Uh. But I didn't want to do it. I had a thing at my kid's school, and I didn't want to show up at the school with a shady mustache. 
<laughs> Although I noticed that a lot of the Brooklyn not, dads have mustaches. Not in, not in so I wanted to wait till afterwards. So I was I was doing it today, and I took a shower, and I get in the shower, and then I get out, and I go to shave, and I'm all got the cream out, and poof, you hear that noise in the pipes? It's like that little sounds like your apartment's gonna explode. The water was shut off. Mid, like, I was about to shave. I was about to start. Oh, wow. So the, the God stopped intervening. He let me not shave around the mustache. And it was a little bit, I think it's a good thing, though, because if, if I would have cut off, like, a sideburn and then the water went out, I don't know what the fuck I would have done. Why did, the, did you guys not pay the bill? <laughs> I don't, Why'd the water I, go out? I've, as I mentioned before, I, I, we won a lottery. We live in, like, the projects. We live in, like, the ri- nice, rich version of a projects. So I think every once in a while they got rem- to like, remind the poor people what it's like. So they just cut the water. And there was no explanation. They said they were doing tests, I found out. But I never had a chance to shave. So. All right. Well. So that's, that's the story. Next week, I swear, a real mustache. Okay. I promise the fans. Sounds good. We're going to get to Lost America in a minute, but I got a couple things to promote. Tonight, I will be at the New York Comedy Club. 7 p.m., Jocelyn Chia from the podcast a couple weeks ago. All right. She's going to be there. Joe Schaefer, Gus Tate, Jared Freed. He's got a J Train podcast, a bunch of people. You know who else is going to be there? Who? I'm going to be there. Cap's going to, with mustache. With mustache, I guarantee it, money back. If I don't show up wow. and you paid a ticket and, and money know back who I am, only. $100 click on the pod. <laughs> yes, I'm going <laughs> to. I'll pay your ticket if I don't show up. There's my guarantee. Wow, fantastic. All right. Uh, also, thank you to no everyone who to came out in DC last weekend. That was a lot of fun with the Andrew Jones Roy, that show, Andrew Heaton. All right. Should we get to Lost in America? Play the freaking music. Play the music, Darren Roots. We're back, Kaplan. I'm lost in America this week. Yes. Specifically, my laundry is lost in America this week. I need help with this. Okay, explain. <laughs> this never happened to me before in 12 years in China. Anytime in my life. Okay, I took my laundry in. First of all, we don't have a laundry thing in the building, right? Right. So you have to take it down the street to this guy. You have to go to a laundry place. So I take our laundry to this place. I give it to the guy. I come back the next day to pick All it up. All of your clothes. This is not talking about dry cleaning here, just to explain to people. This is not dry cleaning. Getting, this is just regular. This is one of those things where it's by the pounds, right? Yeah. They charge you by the pound, and it comes back. It's supposed to come back, like, folded. They fold it in the most compact. Exactly. I don't know how they do that. As they would they, say in Big Lebowski, the dirty undies, dude. Yeah. The whites. Yeah, it comes back like it's like miniature version of how you have. It's like yeah. tight, and yeah. Yeah, we got sheets. We got everything mm. in there. Mm. Sweatshirts, whatever. The, right. whole, the whole thing. So then I go back the next day to pick it up. I pick it up. She's like, here's your bag. It's a blue Ikea bag, which I gave it to her. And so I take the bag. I take it home. I put it in there. I go watch TV. Yay comes home an hour later. She goes in the other room. She opens the bag. She goes, this isn't our laundry. <laughs> it's like someone else's laundry. So I take the laundry back. Is it a guy, a girl, or whose clothes are it? You can't really tell. It's like mixed. Oh. So when I take it back. Which is better, because if it was just some girl, then she'd be like, "Who's? why, why do you bring these girls? Oh, are you yeah, having an affair? Right. Was yeah. It? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's good. It's, I'm having a threesome. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's just like random laundry. So I take it back to the guy. And we go, yay, and I go back together, and we're like, hey, dude, uh, this is someone else's laundry. The boss is there at this point. And uh, so we're like, we need our laundry. Can you give us yeah. our laundry? And he goes, oh, yeah, the problem is you got a blue bag. <laughs> like, he that? blames it on me. <laughs> he blames it on your bag? Yeah, and he goes, That's- everybody's got that Ikea bag, you know? What's the Ikea bag? Is it I- Ikea laundry bag? Is all the rage now? I guess. Everyone, yeah. you know. And so then I'm like, so how? So now it's my ever- fault. 
that I have the blue bag. And so I'm like, all right, well, can I just come back behind the counter and look through the other blue IKEA yeah. bags to see mm-hmm. ours? And he goes, yeah, that's not going to work because uh, sometimes we send it out. I probably already sent it to like our other store. And they've already given it out to somebody. So. But couldn't you just go off the person whose yours was that you gave a mistake? Couldn't they call those people up first and be like, did you get, like, did they just do a trade off? Yeah, that's what, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> think about that. <laughs> he kind of intimidated me because okay. he was trying to make it like it was my fault. He really, Harvey, Real, he blamed the victim. Victim blaming. Yeah. He didn't talk to you about how, I lost your laundry, but I'm going to take down the NRA. Does that sound like a deal? Yeah, no, <laughs> none of that. There was no, I, I, I realized, so then he's like, uh, I don't, I'm going to have to call these other people. He acted like I was giving him trouble. Oh my God. I mean, now I'm going to have to call this other place. Did he give you a refund? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so then I, he goes, I'm going to have to call these other people. So he calls them and he goes, Hey, uh, to the, he's on the phone with the other shop. Hey, yeah, I got a new girl in here. She gave the wrong people the stuff. I mean, I don't know. Do you have it? <laughs> and he's like, no. Oh, yeah, that's what I figure. Okay, no, no. So he's not even feigning like he's upset? As no. A, and then he gets off the phone and he goes, yeah, they don't have it. Um, you, listen, it's, it's a waiting game now. We're just going to wait. Someone, they'll bring it back. They don't want your stuff. <laughs> was it mostly like underwear and uh, like, was, was there anything valuable? Well, here's it? the thing. It was mostly sheets and oh. like towels. Oh. So they don't have to bring that back. Because no, you could have anyone's sheets and towels. You wait, you would never, like, if you got someone else's underwear, even if it's clean, you're not going to wear it. Exactly. <laughs> but sheets and towels, wait. have a day, have a heyday, yeah. you know? It's uh, a Christmas. So, I... It's a Christmas. <laughs> have a heyday. That's what everyone wants for Christmas, sheets and towels. Exactly! <laughs> wait, where they going to college? They're oh going my. to the dorms. Maybe they have my same initials. Now oh they're going to get a, a man, whatever you call it. What uh, you oh, they're, they're monograms? Monograms. You have monograms? Yeah. <laughs> no. So then... I go, so we, so I'm like, so yeah, and I stand there. We don't know what to do. So we're like, okay, we just kind of like, he does this. Now I understand why, like, how Harvey Weinstein does it. You really keep everyone on Harvey Weinstein. Kinda, no, because he just kind of convinced so us slip. it was our fault. Right. We kind of believed him. We left. It wasn't until I got home. I was Did like, he offer you a book deal? I would have Like a, a part in a movie, a walk on? <laughs> so it's, it's, I, then I get home. I'm like, wait a second, what happened? Like, he could have, as you said, he could have found out whose other ticket. Right. At minimum, he should have given you a refund on the spot. Exactly. A minimum, like ten dollars or fifteen, twenty, whatever it is. No like. refund. Now I'm gonna. Have, my next call is to Blue Shirt because this was yesterday. Nothing today. He says he'll call us when it's in. He's never gonna call us. He's just hoping. Well, we're never go gonna away. come in because people aren't gonna. I mean, you, you want to think people are good people and they're gonna return it, but I don't know. But and we does he know for sure that he go through the stuff that he has or he's just waiting until he kind of turned around, did like a <laughs> half a look, right. and then went, Nah, I don't have it. So I have one question in China. Is this like? Is this, was this an adjustment for you? Like in China, did they did you send laundry out, or is that a very American? That seems very uh, Western. I did send like dry cleaning, like you would here. Right. Then you hang it up, you know. Yeah. So you have your own laundry, but also most of America also does their own laundry. It's this weird thing in my building in New York. They don't have. There's no laundry. Uh, yeah. No, I used to send it. Like I. So I have a. La- I'm. I'm a big shot. I have a. You are. I have. A, we have a laundry in our apartment. I got a washer and dryer, and anyone who has kids has to have that. Or you could. They, I mean, I don't actually do the laundry, but yeah. You know, but I. But here's the thing. I do the dry cleaning, right? So I drop stuff off for dry cleaning all the time, and honestly, like I'm trying to think, like if if like if it never comes back, unless it's like one of my like two favorite shirts, I would never even notice. So, yeah, like if, if they literally just never returned it to me, like after I like I would I'm me. not keeping track. Like same. So and I wonder if like with laundry, if they like ever fuck with people and are just like I'm gonna take out one like thing in the middle, oh, like, one well, shirt's well, gone. Listen, Yaya y- 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 <laughs> claims that they're stealing one of her socks every single time, or she's like saying I steal her sock. Which what am I doing with her sock? Yeah. So I I was telling her I was like maybe you should take inventory 
before everything goes out so yeah. we know what comes it's back. It's like they take the way when you rent a car and they take pictures of everything before you leave they, the lot. They should do this. You should do an itemized. I got a picture of every piece of clothing here. They should do that for you. It should be part <laughs> of that's a That's a billion dollar idea. That's yeah. a new laundry uh, service maybe. Yeah. But when they don't give anything back, it's like, well, I'm going to notice that. That's like yeah. the worst way to steal. Yeah. Well, I got one bit of good news for you, all right? I'm going to make a promise here without checking with the higher-ups. Okay. I know someone, Randy Kaplan. She's a sheets and uh, towels and all these things designer. Oh! Maybe she can uh, provide you if you don't get these back. Look Maybe me, I can a big shot. pull some strings at the old. Oh, uh, that would be great. The old sweatshop over there and see if she can have someone in India churn something Listen, out for you. I I'll look the other way if it's free. <laughs> all right. On a sweatshop, that's how you can buy me for pretty cheap. All right. Nope. No, I'm, I'm, I think I'm okay to say that. I think we can pull it off. I think we can get it for you. Okay. Well, well hopefully. Well, happy. We... Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> from the Kaplan's. Whoever has my sheets. Yes, no, to you. I'm and giving Merry you Christmas to me. Yes. Thank you very much. And a happy Hanukkah. <laughs> All right. Should we get to uh, Ents? It, it, it's an app. Ents is an app. You can get in the app store or wherever you find apps. Yes. Um, it's up to five-minute recordings, audio recordings. You can be voice. You can be singing songs. Ents is very exciting. Has, you, has a new deal with uh, America's Got Talent, AGT, the kids call it. Yeah. And what they do is... You can ins in, you can sing whatever song Ints you in want. your audition, basically. Ints in your audition, America's Got Talent's listening. If they like your ints, they like your song, boom, you're on the show. Yeah, just like that. Simon so, Cal or So we, though, have been tasked, because there's a lot of, ints is a huge app. It's a huge Th app. A lot of people are submitting, obviously, it's a great opportunity. So we've been tasked to, uh, be, the, to be the first uh, frontier. We're step one. We're step one. You got to like, get past us. If you want to hook up with Bon Jovi, <laughs> you got to bang. You got to at least give me a blowjob. You got to give a hand job. You got to at least give me a lap to dance. To the technician. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's us. That's the I, yeah. We're I, the roadies. When is that going to come out? The next thing in the Me Too movement is like, <laughs> oh, I, yeah. it wasn't the Bon Jovi harassed me. It was it like, and I shouldn't <laughs> say my name. I'm sure Blue Shirt saying, don't say my name. It was Rocco. It was the Rocco the the technician. <laughs> yeah, that's the the guy spinning the <laughs> dials. <laughs> yeah. so that's anyway. as old as time. Yeah. Uh, you can't take that away from us. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the you're never going to get a good roadie anymore. <laughs> People don't want to string guitars. For There's a reason why they work for free <laughs> for pennies on the dollar uh, loading <laughs> PV amps across these United yeah. States of America. That's when I know, by the way, we're getting way off topic here, but that's when I know <laughs> the, the rock is dead when they start getting allegations about current musicians because I feel like no one's done it yet because rock that's like part of being a rock star. You still have groupies, you do whatever you You're want. You're right. It's still, it's still the still last sacred. It's the last frontier. <laughs> yeah. But when that's over, boy... <laughs> I'm going to shed a tear for the end of, of rock and roll. <laughs> that but really is the end of an era. Speaking of rock and roll, though, and uh, an right, ends, should we get to the end? Let's play an ends. <laughs> Here's some tunes. You better think. Think about what you're trying to do to me. Think. Let your mind go. Let yourself be free. Let's go back. Let's go back. Let's go way back. Way back when. I didn't even know you, you could have been too much more than 10. I ain't no psychiatrist, I ain't no doctor with a degree. But it'll take too much high cue. See what you're doing to me. You had to think, woo, think about what you're trying to do to me. Come on, baby, think. Let your mind go, let yourself be free. Whoa, freedom, freedom, freedom. Oh. Hey, how you doing? My name is Janine Hartman. I'm from Brooklyn, New York, and best believe when I touch down on any stage, that's always going to come so much to life, baby. You're not even going to know what hits you.
Janine Hartman. Wow, that was really freaking wow. good. Holy crap. Passing it through. Big improvement over last week. Yeah. Well, first of all, covering Aretha is better than covering Adele. Yes. You know, don't don't bring us any Adele, please, people. Janine Hartman kicks it straight through the goalpost. Yeah. I say that's a ten. Out, I give it uh, that ten was out awesome. of ten. Yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what the what the you know they say like you're a star or you're not a star. You hear it? She's a star. She's got it. She's got it. And I like to the end her her uh, you know you got to tell us a little bit about yourself. She sounded like someone who I could see on a TV show, too. She's got dude. She's got a little attitude. She's got a little attitude. I can see her getting a little, like, if someone says something negative about her, her getting a little snappy, Feisty. which I like. Good for TV. Yeah. Which you got to think about, too. Look at you. You're a big shot. I'm a big producer here. Yeah. So I'm going to pass. I'm going to call my people. I'm putting her right in the show. Booker. Put her on the show. In the future, if they want to if they want to get in on this, what do they have to do, Cap? First of all, you got to download Ents. Get in. And then you got to you, you record your thing, and you... You put it at Singer Express, and then you hashtag AGT. Hashtag AGT. And I, I know for a fact they're listening, because I heard the AGT execs, the scouts, inting back to people today. Oh, the scouts. Yeah, so well, it's for we're, real. We're going to start inting back to people, too. Yeah. A little surprise. Big star podcasters. That's going to take time. All right. I'll tell you how good you are. Or bad. That's it. Should we get to our guests? Yeah, let's bring him in. I see him in the halls out there. Ronnie Chang, come on in. <laughs> All right, we're back with our guest, Ronnie Chang. Ronnie, welcome back to the show. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me back. This time in studio. Yeah. Well, what an impressive studio. I didn't know what to expect. I thought we'd be like recording this in someone's house. That's what most people say <laughs> yeah. when they come in. They're like, oh, where's your couch? Well, yeah. sure, you do live here now. <laughs> I, I might be <laughs> behind the rent. Yeah. <laughs> we also they have uh, a kitchen. They got... Randy Lee, who's through the glass right there, yeah. Yeah. Uh, just helped us. Because we had a bad audio last yeah. week. He's our sound engineer. So he's an yeah. Emmy-winning um, sound engineer. Right? I don't know what he won an Emmy for. Well, he won an something. Emmy for something else, but yeah, he's won an Emmy. So now we have Emmy-winning sound is the this new slogan. This specific episode, because oh, yeah. he just came in and turned the knobs like a little bit, <laughs> so we didn't fuck it up Tweak like levels. Week. Right, so you claim his credit. That's exactly. cool. So you, okay, so we met you briefly on stage, yeah, which is yeah. the weirdest way to Very awkward. Yeah. It was it was horrible. That's it why I want, that's why I wanted to come back in because I was like, man, I didn't meet you guys at all. It was like, yeah, it was a bad. I, that I was our to, fault. We didn't. We I didn't had to come that. on, do a set, and then like have a post game co- press conference about it, which is probably, <laughs> well, probably one of my top three most irritating things to do. That and was then, the worst thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah. Yeah. No, top three. top three. Top three. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, I, and I, I broke my, uh, one time I broke my arm and this was up there with that. <laughs> so, um, so uh, listen to it two weeks so ago. No, no, I, I mean, life pod, that's <laughs> yeah, so you guys, you know, I just wanted to meet you guys properly and uh, pro- have a proper discussion about the interesting perspectives that you guys, well, the whole premise of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Li- with you, uh, you said briefly on the live podcast, which we want to talk about, that you yeah. grew up, did you grow up in a border, t- you in Malaysia, but on yeah. the border, of yeah. Singapore? Yeah, yeah. Right, no, so I, as in, Mal- yeah, Malaysia, so Johor Bahru is the border town. Yeah. yeah. So what's, but if you're growing up in Malaysia, I want to start there. If you're growing up in Malaysia, you're a kid in Malaysia, can you go to Singapore freely or is it like, no, it's can't. a real... It's a different country. Yeah. They have a wall. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a wall. No, there, well, there's a bridge. You can't, you can't, you have to cross the bridge. There's only, well, now there's two bridges, but yeah, there's two bridges you have to cross. It, it is a different country. Right? Two yeah, bridges. But, were you, but were you allowed to go, like, did you, you need a visa, I guess, to go back and forth? I went back and forth because I went to Singapore to go to school. So I had the visa to go to, like, go to school in Singapore. So I could go back and forth. I was commuting between countries to go to school. Wow. Yeah. So were you like a rich kid? No, no. That's <laughs> so what you that's what you do if you want uh like the Singapore education system's more recognized around the world. Sure. So we and it's also in English, the the Malaysia one, you can, you know, if you have money, you go to a private like a international school in Malaysia. 
then you gain social capital for having language skills. But yeah. uh, otherwise, you go to Singapore and, and study because Singapore, you know, public schooling is standardized. Is it a and, you know. Bus that takes you? Or yeah, it's a bus. Oh. It has a Mickey Mouse. If you if you talk <laughs> to school. yeah, if you talk to people who uh, I, I think even now that if you say the Mickey Mouse yellow uh, bus scholar. It goes from Johor Bahru to um, Singapore. Everyone knows it. It's like this. It has like Mickey Mouse on it. It's probably a, uh, definitely a copyright infringement. Right? <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't even want to send my kids to like Roosevelt Island or if the better sc- the GNT school, the gift in town to school there because I'm like, that's too far. Right? Yeah. You're going across borders. <laughs> yeah, I'm crossing borders. Yeah. It, it'll be like. It would be like, I don't know, it's no real great analogy, but it would kind of be like living in Buffalo and then going gonna, to Montreal for, right, for school yeah. Yeah. across the Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Toronto yeah. or something? Yeah. Like Canadian education. Is that right? That's right, right? Yeah. Toronto. It'd be more like Toronto, yeah. 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 Did, um, well, the Buffalo schools aren't so great, so it might be, might be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> if you've seen the people come how out of did, Buffalo. How did your family end up in that town, in border town? Oh, we... Um, uh, in in Malaysia, they, they were kind of born in... I think they were... It's okay. They they come from different towns in Malaysia. Uh, I can say the names. No one here will know what I'm talking about. But I'll just say it anyway. Uh, so my mom's born in Kuala Lumpur, and my dad was born in uh, Sitawan in uh, near Ipoh. And so they both, when they became adults, they moved to Johor Bahru to work. So that's how they both ended up in Johor Bahru. So it's like a good economy there. Uh, it was near to Singapore. It was like. I, to be really honest, that's a good question. I don't know why they moved. I, I think they just want to get out. It's, it, it, that would, again, I'm trying to think of a good analogy. It would be like leaving the capital of the country. So leaving, I know New York's not the capital, but it's, you know, Kuala Lumpur is technically the busiest right. city. The leaving, busiest capital. Yeah, leaving Kuala Lumpur to go to like Texas bordering Mexico, yeah. except Mexico is like a first world country. I don't know. How big is the town? It's Johor like Bahru? Big, yeah, it's like a big city. Or? If, if it's anything, Johor Bahru, Bahru means new in Malay. So it's like, it was like a new town. Oh, okay. But yeah, how big it is, uh, I don't actually know. Like it's, it's, I thought it was big, but it's actually really small if you, it relative, you know. But it's, it would be like, man, I don't even know what the population is now. But it's a small town. Like we have one business district that's not, you know, it's actually, it's not that big a right. town. Yeah. And I, is the idea, is it like a small town, like, like mentality where it's like, oh, we got to get out if you want to do something like that's why you go to Singapore or Singapore seen as like this big, like thing to conquer. Or uh, not so much conquer, yeah. but Singapore is like a first world country. Well, so I mean, my parents remember before Singapore, Singapore used to be part of Malaysia. Then they became their own country. So there's a lot of history there. It's a very new country. It's only Singapore was founded in 1965. So so it like they still remember when Singapore was part of Malaysia. They remember when Singapore just left Malaysia, and it was actually Malaysia was more developed than Singapore in terms in terms of currency exchange rate and all that stuff. And then Singapore just kind of blew up over 40 years into this first world like balling, you know, yeah, city. So when I went there in the 90s, it was because Singapore was a very uh, stable and developed country the education system was recognized globally so if you if you got an education in singapore the idea was you could you know you could kind of travel around around the world you could go to university overseas easier that was kind of like that mentality behind it just i in short like a better education system in singapore in in short was what my parents thought decided yeah yeah i mean i'm i like i've been i talked about this a couple weeks ago but i went to the top of the the building in singapore it's the three pillars Oh, the Marina Bay Sands. The Marina Bay Sands. Yeah, yeah. And you can see into Malaysia. Sure, yeah. It's such a small place. Mm. The whole place is a city, mm. right? 
And so it's like looking in a New Jersey from the top of yeah, a building. Yeah. On top of but uh, I mean, the good analogy is Manhattan, New Jersey. But the yeah. only thing is that it doesn't. It's not a perfect analogy because New Jersey is not a different country. Right. But I mean, it's exactly like that. It's that a causeway away. You can see. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like if New York City was its own country. Yeah. Which, sort of which is. it kind of is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I, I, I mean, I, I know you guys are more worldly than most. So you know, I, I, I'm sure you guys can well, understand this concept. But most. Americans or whoever, like, you know, they, there's no point of reference when you talk about Asia, as, uh, much less Southeast Asia. You know, when you talk about Southeast Asia to Americans, there's no point of reference. Like, what do they think? What, what do you They don't know. From? They don't know where Singapore is. They don't know where Malaysia is. And again, I, I don't blame them. Like, why, why would they know? It's not their world, right? So why would they know? But if you say, oh, you know, Singapore is below Malaysia, which is below Thailand, which is below China, like, it, there's still no concept of Southeast Asia is so... It's so foreign, huh? That's like when yeah. I went to yeah, I'm just saying when I went to college in Florida from Cal, I grew up in California, yeah. Yeah. and I would say like, oh, I'm from Sacramento, and yeah. people would be like, oh, it's like a suburb of LA. Yeah, it's like eight hours away. Eight hours away. You know, yeah, so yeah. if you don't know that, like, uh, sure, if that, it's yeah, it's gonna be hard to. Americans know. don't know Southeast Asia mostly until they start going on honeymoons. Or, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, That's oh, Vietnam, oh, Thailand, or oh, like college kids, like you're now like backpacker type, yeah, backpacker. Like, yeah, or like, right? but that's more, yeah. I guess Vietnam, yeah. I mean, America would know Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, they kind of know. Older Americans. I don't maybe know. Maybe not where it are. is. Oh, yeah, older Americans. <laughs> like, but the one thing is, like, people don't backpack in Singapore because it's too expensive. I don't right. think. Well, you never... can't chew gum. I mean, you're a, yeah. you're a backpack there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know a backpack place you can't. It's like wildly, yeah, like a beard. You get caned. You know? <laughs> yeah, getting caned is not did part they, of the backpack. Did they think of you when you were in school? Yeah. Were you seen as like an outsider because you're from Malaysia? Or yeah, was it not at all. No, no. When I went back to Singapore, it was after spending four years in New Hampshire, so I went back there not as a. Mal- First of all, you can tell Malaysians from Singaporeans. You can actually tell. Like, it's obvious, especially when you're kids. By lang- speaking? Or yeah, the, the accent is subtly different. The values are subtly different. Uh, just like anywhere, there's a lot of jingoism that comes with, like, oh, you know, these goddamn foreigners coming in here. You know, <laughs> so you were saying anywhere. it's a goddamn foreigner? Yeah, but, but, the, but, but the, prob- <laughs> but the, prob- well, the problem is that because I was in America for four years and I came back directly from America, you have all this social capital rightfully or wrongfully so. It's yeah. the same social capital um, white expats get in Asia. Mm. It's the same sh- social capital <laughs> that American-born Chinese people get in Asia yeah. that I, I, I guess I kind of experienced it. But I've seen both. I think I'm, I'm kind of lucky that I've seen both sides of the coin. But I'll, I'll explain that later. But when I went back to Singapore, I was like a like U.S.-educated kid. So there's all this social capital that comes with you know, knowing the language better, being more outgoing or whatever the hell it is, you know, that, that you get. So I was very much a foreigner there, but in, in the, almost in a, in a, in a good way, kind of like, uh, you kind of benefit from the, you were like a cool foreigner. Yeah. I can't believe in America. Yeah. But I can't believe I'm saying this, but you kind of benefit from that. And I can't, this is actually the first time in my life I've ever used this word, but you benefit from that white privilege that you experience in in Asia, I mean, and that's yeah. why I'm interested to hear your experience as a white expat in Asia. Uh, like, I'm I'm very familiar with that, and I, I've only able been able to describe it and identify it as an adult. Yeah, that that's what it is. This weird, this weird love hate relationship in Asia, especially Southeast Asia with the West. In that Southeast Asia was a, a British colony for a long time, um, and I mean Philippines was an American colony, and there's Dutch colony. So well, it was a Western colony for a long time, and there's this weird power dynamic in Asia, Southeast Asia of like, you know, like, like not like, not liking the white people, but also kind of for some reason, like respecting them for setting up all these institutions. And usually when the white people were in Southeast Asia, they were like the head of the company. Expats is who you send to, you know, take care of 
like like the guy in charge. So there's this interesting like fuck these guys, but also I want I want their approval. There's this right. interesting power dynamic in Asia. Fuck them, I I yeah, them is kinda. it seen, yeah, yeah. Is it yeah. seen? Well, first of all, so I could uh, from China from mainland China where I was. Yeah, yeah. I saw it change because I went there in 2004. Yeah. And I stayed through 2016. Yeah. And when I got there in 2004, it was exactly what you're saying. Mm. It was this idea. That uh, I think they even said like welcome your foreign our foreign friends yeah. was a phrase that the government was pushing out right you know and the the president was saying it like mm. you, have to, you need to uh, foreign guests that's what yeah. they were saying yeah. welcome our foreign guests and that meant white guests basically right. it didn't mean like African sure. people right? <laughs> uh, sure. and so you were really as like a 22 year old which is what I was like just got out of college you're treated like all of a sudden you're at dinner with like the heads of company like Chinese heads of like the local sure. factory and all that stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And because they kind of want to show you off to the other, yes. to like I would get calls at eight a.m. from yeah. my boss and yeah. be like, "We have a government lunch at eleven a.m. Yeah. You're coming, right, right? Because you need to be there to prove that I have foreigners that work for me. Yes, to you know, it gives them social prestige. capital. Yeah. It gives them yeah, social capital. It's Base social is capital. What they call it out there, whatever. Yeah, like, well, I mean, look, look, right? look at your yeah. face. I mean, but yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they want the white guy, but then. Um, but then I definitely saw that in mainland China, it shifted for sure. Like, yeah. uh, I was, because I ran a company there. I ran a ice, Mr. Softy ice cream trucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I was in all these meetings, and then yeah. there was some point around 2012, yeah. really after the uh, economy crashed, 2008. Uh -huh. But so 2009, 10, definitely 11, 12, where I started not getting the calls okay. for the meetings that I used to, they used to demand I would be at. Yeah. Later on, I wasn't invited to okay. anymore. Because it was seen as, well, you don't need the foreigner. Like, let's just do this yes. ourselves, yeah. you know? You sure they didn't find a younger foreigner? <laughs> no, because no, it was happening you across the, the board. Shine. You lost the shine. You lost the So many people I know. Yeah. And I don't say, like, I would never complain about that because I didn't complain about benefiting yes. in the first place, yes. you yeah. know? Yeah. But I, ever, I know so many people who are gone that, like, sure. Americans, whatever, who are gone now because it happened to their businesses, too. Sure. We can, I mean, we can talk about that. It's very interesting to me as well because I, I, I can definitely... I understand what you're describing right there of that there's this movement in, in Southeast Asia in the 90s. A lot of white expats would come to Singapore. A lot of them for business, but a lot of them also were... There's this term in Hong Kong called filth. It means failed in London, try Hong Kong. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was a bunch of these dudes. Awesome. I'm going to say you, you British people in yeah. this case. Yeah. Yeah. British people who Let's came. Them. And it was, they are running from something. Right. In the, the the reason they're not at home is yeah. because they're running from some shit right. they did. And I they didn't come know to she Asia. was 13. No, and, yeah. <laughs> and I, I say the word social capital a lot because I just learned it, so I'm trying to show, show it off. But it describes it, it perfectly, that kind of idea of like, oh, he's the foreigner, and his English is really good, and he has seen these situations before. He must know what he's doing, and, and there's a lot of deferment to him. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, the, that's the initial path. I mean, I'm, I'm talking in terms of stand-up comedy. Let's just say stand-up comedy in Asia. They will come, and, and um, uh, I think it applies to many industries, but let's just say stand-up comedy, which is a really interesting, as you guys understand, very interesting kind of field to be in. Uh, they come and say, oh, man, this guy knows how to set up gigs. He knows what a joke is supposed to look like. He's very confident from people. Oh, he's the master. Let's learn from him. And then, you know, and he sets up the comedy. And after a couple of years, people start to realize, oh, this guy, he's not a good person, you know. I think and then, I know. And then it fades and then, you know, I'm not trying to name names. I'm not going to name names here, but... I know it, exactly it, Yeah, <laughs> it, fa it fades, and then people Who go, oh, and you can't... You know what I mean? You, we, and now we know what you are now. We know what you are. You're the guy who... Yeah. You're, you're not the pro. Your, your attitude is terrible, and there's a reason you, you had to leave London. And, you know, it, and, yeah. and so that happens a lot in Asia. <laughs> and I think that that 
happens across all businesses as well um, of like people going like we're not impressed just because you're the foreign westerner anymore like for sure that's right. the attitude yeah. of that, that which i think is is, is they don't google people yeah. and they don't it's google healthy. they don't it's google good. people though they don't see like look up <laughs> <laughs> to make it a yeah. true meritocracy i think is good you know there's a lot of deferment to people in the west just because they're from west love especially the older generation going to asia was like uh yeah well you know all, all you all you people are uh, uh, all you people are third world country people listen to us we know what we're doing who is the most social capital in there the Americans or the British or are we both about depends the same? on where you are yeah. depends on where you are and it's um, a good question and, and to be honest different. yeah, yeah. It's exactly. the same thing okay yeah. the same thing people yeah. thought I was British right yeah. all around China they yeah. think I'm people like think I mean, I'm, pretty if pale. I just say guess yeah. right. they always guess British and they say yeah. because British people wear collared shirts yeah. and <laughs> Americans wear t-shirts yeah, yeah. like what? you dress like yeah. you dress like you're British how much about Jews do we have social capital or is it that's a good. What, what did they think of Jews in uh, Jews South are, Jews are just white people. Oh, in really? Asia, Jews are oh, white people. That's awesome. You couldn't. I didn't grow up with Jewish people, so Jewish people are just white people. Right. Like, in right. in yeah. mainland China, they would say there's a city called Ningbo, which is like a port town, and, and the people are really wealthy. Yeah. And they would always say that Ningbo people were the Jews of China. Because <laughs> yeah. when I taught high school kids, they all said that. They're like, yeah. oh, like Ningbo, there are Jews because they're rich. Right. They thought yeah. that's so the, it was yeah. just seen as like rich. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's like a really <laughs> vague understanding. Yeah. Right. It's just like work hard, make a lot of money. Oh, all right. I'll take that. That's a compliment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then there's another aspect to it, which is not just the foreign, like, not just the uh, failed Westerners who go to Asia and, and try to make it sound like they're experts. There's also a, 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 a group of, like, a whole demographic of successful Westerners who move to Asia because they're head of banks and all that, and their children grew up in in Asia. Oh yeah, those kids. Um and I mean those not kids. just fratty <laughs> expat kids. I mean the the I dude, I will keep it very specific with first hand so examples from my personal experiences like doing shows in Hong Kong. I've done shows three like 3 years in a row going to Hong Kong to perform. Love Hong Kong, hate performing to Australian expats in Hong Kong. Yeah. Are, I, I can't speak for any other type of expat but the Australian expats in Hong Kong were just awful. The What's, most why? self-entitled, like rude uh, man would not like literally going on stage they would the whole show like a lineup of five comics from, from Australia we're not Hong Kong based people we came from Australia to perform in Hong Kong oh the, yeah. the Melbourne roadshow yeah, road yeah. Yeah. yeah they would literally go on stage they fly in people from Melbourne Australia okay. from their comedy festival to, to come, in. come and perform and, and uh, going on stage she would stick out her foot to trip Everyone going on stage, yeah, and really? then you're doing your set. Do that, like the the host? Or no, the, no, the, the, the audience, audience member. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, that's, that's like, it, and I'm not even kidding. It's like all five of us. What trip? Well, she'll try to trip us as we're going on stage. That and prepare that's very a good minor. Fall. It's part of your <laughs> yeah, prepare you know for a pratfall. Um, and Why? just man, the entitlements like no consequences. Is it? A we don't give a fuck. Oh. You know, well, we can. We're here. We have cash. Everyone here in Hong Kong is rude to me because you know Hong Kong people. If you can't speak Cantonese, even if you can speak Cantonese, Hong Kong is a very abrupt place. Yes. And it, like and New York. Yeah, like New York, and it, and uh, you know Hong Kong is very much like the Asian New York, and people are very, can be very abrupt, and it's not personal. It's just how they do things. And if you don't know any better, it it can seem very rude. You know, I can I can understand why you think Hong Kong is rude. I think Hong Kong can be pretty rude sometimes. Like you can't, it's hard to get by in Hong Kong because everyone's very abrupt. And you put up with that for a couple of years, you start going, fuck that, I'm just going to be rude back. And then everyone becomes like your you know, second-class citizen to you. And, and also when you're an expat, you can leave, man. There's no consequences. You do whatever the fuck you want yeah. and then you're Trip like, people. shit goes down, we go home. You <laughs> I know, know multiple yeah. stories of people, spe yeah. specifically a, a Hong Kong uh, expat comic yeah. who got arrested. Oh, <laughs> right, right. I know about that story too. <laughs> I actually, smashed I actually know the guy in the guy. face with a... With a yeah. beer, um, and a, a guy in the audience, like or? 
Yeah, he smashed <laughs> a heckler in the face with a Carlsberg glass. Oh, a bottle? Or like, the, no, or like, the, a, like a Carlsberg? pint glass. Oh, okay, one of those long like, glasses. Took a pint glass, smashed them in the face. Carlsberg I actually, good. yeah, for smashing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think know. how thick those are. Yeah. yeah, it's insane. I actually know that guy, and I, I met him <laughs> yeah, a couple me times, and he Shout never, out. he never ca- shot <laughs> 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 that guy. He, I know, yeah, yeah. He never came across as a sh- ha- having a shitty attitude at all. But I'm, no, I mean, no, but no, if no, somebody tripped you, I wouldn't say. But wait, is he tripped? Because if you get tripped on stage, I mean, what would your reaction be? Like I would come. Maybe he's tripped by an Australian. Yeah, yeah. So you know. All, th- all this stuff was ha- like performing three times in Hong Kong. We w- oh every show there will be like uh, you know these dumbass heckles and it- and I know the energy. I know the energy of yeah. those heckles and that energy was the you know we own this place. We, yeah. we have especially if you're the Chinese guy on stage. It's like do you think the power dynamic is really oh. different? Yeah, they're like oh. you know we don't we don't care what's happening. We're just a bunch of animals here. That <laughs> that energy you know it's it like. No, like, there's no consequences. We can do whatever we want. We're used, right. we're accustomed to doing whatever we want, and we're going to continue doing whatever we want. And if you call us out, you're being a weirdo, because this is how we live here. That energy. I, they're I making Americans sad. look a little better. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh, no, I think as expats, I would actually like to know your opinion. Yeah. I think Americans as expats, at least the ones I've, uh, around Asia, are more respectful. Um, but I could be wrong. Amer- American but expats in Asia, it, and, younger, I'm over, and, and I'm overgeneralizing here, right. but yeah. very much uh, uh, like uh, innocent ignorance that is annoying, but comes from like a like oh what is oh you guys you guys have Netflix here yeah you guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. you guys got like online shopping here you guys use credit cards here yeah that's yeah. cool like it's always it's never like um, it's never it's rarely like actually maliciously shitting on someone but it's always this like like hey do you guys have this oh yeah cool cool. like it's it's the it's the ignorance of like of of assuming that there's no you know anything advanced or western in technology is not present in asia is that kind of like you guys get that here Oh, you guys eat like oh, okay, cool. Like a yeah. pure ignorance. Yeah, yeah. Like I will, yeah. I will join in, but I will also be like, oh, "This is really weird." And it's like, no, this isn't weird. The way we like the eating, like the food that we eat, it isn't weird. Like this, like chow kway tiao, wonton mian. This isn't weird. Yam cha is not weird. Yeah, you're weird. <laughs> you're it's the weird. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. the food, you know. Um, one thing I, uh, I have you been to? Have you been to Asia? I've been to uh, Thailand. Okay, that's only really only. And I, well, I've been to Kuala Lumpur. I was in the airport, but not. <laughs> I had a good right. slice of Sabaro pizza in the airport. <laughs> <laughs> but I was in Thailand. I was just thinking of it when you were telling that story. I remember there was like a, there was this uh, area where there were, people were riding on water buffaloes. Yeah. And I just remember this American guy who I think was trying to be like nice, but it was like so he was like, we shouldn't be doing this. It's like if they came to our country, we wouldn't be like come work right. at McDonald's, <laughs> as if like the equivalent is like. Like everyone in this country just rides with water buffaloes all day, at, like the way we like eat at McDonald's. It's just a weird. It's you were like looking, you were taking a tour. People were doing, people, watch. they were offering you like a thing where you could ride on them. And this guy was like oh, trying to be like, it. that's offensive. It'd be like if I took a Thai guy to like go eat at McDonald's. Like, oh. it's, like it, it's like a weird, well, what, like he thinks everyone in the country is. A <laughs> Don't they do like ghetto tours of LA? I've heard about that. It's like tourists can come and like take a picture of like the ghetto, like the it, LA, in South like, yeah, like didn't Storm like Shoe do that when he's like, oh, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> training day, the, tra- yeah. the training day tour. Yeah, yeah. so maybe yeah. that's more of a cool one. But yeah, I was only in Thailand on a honeymoon actually. So and I was I I've, I need I need to come back. I need to go to China. We gotta go back and do a yeah. live podcast in Shanghai. Right. Live from Shanghai right, right. at the Kung Fu Club. Um, I you you were saying something. First of all, back to the the crazy the dirty expat or the filth whatever. Yeah, yeah. The, the I in the town I was living in in China in Suzhou we yeah. had two American pedophiles living there at the same time, <laughs> sure. 
and they they're were competing both on the run. <laughs> like it. They're competing for right. the, the, You know, it's like when you're like, there's like two quarterbacks go up in the same small <laughs> town. You're like, how did Dan Marino and. But yeah, it's like two of the top pedophiles in the same small town. <laughs> <laughs> they were the two most dangerous. Yeah. Uh, I think at least one was America's Most Wanted, top 10. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. The and other guy so, was upset. He's like, I had a kid. And to me, is a. Um, you don't have this growing up as a white person in America. Like, you oh. don't have that responsibility for your race. Right, you right, know? right. Totally, Like, if totally. another white person does something, totally. who gives a shit? Yeah. But when you're in Asia and that's you're the good, minority, you do. That's a good perspective. That's and a good so, point. And so, like, I would get pissed. I hate those people more than anybody. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Because, yeah. Every, or like, Russian, would like a, t- a Russian white guy would attack somebody on a train. Right. And then you go to work the next day and right. everyone would be like, oh, did you hear about the white guy on the train? Right. And you're right. like, he's from Russia. Right, right. Yeah. I'm from America. Like, have you read the news? Right. You don't even like them. Well, that's a day to take by you. They knew. No, <laughs> they knew the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But like, you should, if you knew about it, you should just let the, F- I'm sure there's a little nice reward in it for catching those guys. No, here's the thing. I, he, I was, um, in, in front, he was a big muscle dude, yeah. uh, with a mustache. He didn't even mm. change his name. Right. Didn't even shave his mustache. Yeah. And he was I like, gotta get, I gotta shave it. <laughs> he was like Mr. Bodybuilder Seattle in 1984 or something like that. Right. And then I knew who he was. Right. If I would have seen a picture, it was like a million dollar reward. Yeah. And I didn't see the picture, and then he got arrested, and then the next day, like our, every expat in our whole town is like witch hunt. Everyone online trying to figure out who the next right. pedophile was. That's all. Get, <laughs> get the money. You know? That's hilarious. And we yeah. couldn't do it. And then there, there was send, another. There's guy. an easy way. You just send a, a kid over door to door to each guy <laughs> and see who invites him in. <laughs> do some cookies or today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, okay, you be ready. Don't let him go too far. Yeah. <laughs> So when you started getting into comedy, was that did you start in Malaysia? I started, I started in Australia. Oh, you started in Australia. Yeah, so my sen- sensibilities very, very much, very Australian. How yeah. were well, you went? So you went? Did you go to Australia? How old are you? Went to Australia? I went to Australia when I was eighteen. Okay, and you had already been in New Hampshire before that, or you were? Yeah, I was. I spent like four years as a kid in New Hampshire. Then I went to went back to Singapore. I was the good immigrant. Right. Uh, I left <laughs> I le- after my term was done. We went back to Asia. How did you? What was the reason you went to New Hampshire? Was it just? Oh, a- my parents went to college. Oh, okay. Yeah, my parents okay. went to college. Yeah, that's why. I thought I mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying yeah. to remember what we talked no, about. No, no, it's okay. Why, Where'd yeah. they go? They went to this community college in New Hampshire. Had been up, since has since been absor- absorbed into University of Southern New Hampshire. Wow. But back then it was its own community college. Yeah, and these, you know, my parents applied from Malaysia. They were like, let's go, you know, let's go get our, our degrees. And they went, they went to college in their late 30s when, when they had two kids. So that's why they, yeah. Did they just apply, like, did they pick the school specific, or was it kind of like a... I asked my dad about it once, and (laughs) if you can even imagine this back in the day of, like, no internet, no computers, so just like a newspaper ad in Malaysia advertising uh, American Community College, and he was trying to pick between two, I can't remember what his other choice was, and he was like, oh, yeah, I I would like to do, uh, I think he did economics undergrad or something like that. And then he did, his, he did his master's in economics. But he was like, oh, yeah, I, I, I want to go to America study because in the late 80s was kind of like the late 80s to mid 90s was the last gap of like studying overseas was a big deal. After that, everyone did it. But th- I feel that late 80s, oh. it was still like a huge deal to s- have a Western education in Asia. In Malaysia? Yeah. I mean, that was before everyone had it. But and, and so he was like, okay. And this guy, you know, my dad, man, self-funded it. You know, he, not, not, he didn't come from a w- wealthy family. And then he, he kind of applied, got in, 
like flew, you know, 30 hours in shitty in late 80s planes to <laughs> New Hampshire and then landed With there kids. into the th- in a dorm room. Like again, imagine no computer, you no guys phone. All lived in the dorm? This is a great no, TV no, no. show. He again. went he went by himself. <laughs> he went by himself. He le- he had oh. to leave us for a bit and then he went there just to set up. Okay, and he sent for you. Yeah, and then and then like okay, I figured it out. Okay, come over now and then, you know, it took a took like a couple years for everyone to come over, but he was just there just studying on his own. So, he like, even, so, so he just stopped working and just Yeah, he just he like, went went over there to study and uh well well, a great move by him because he it, it turned out for the, he he became he he went from kind of running a small business to like becoming a corporate guy, you know, and um mean, meaning you know working for himself and then he he went the reverse entrepreneur of like oh, I'm gonna go work for someone. Oh, okay. like, I gotta go get education. Uh, what were your life. impressions of America when you came? came I loved over? it, yeah. man. I loved. I loved. Yeah. It. I was so sad I, when I I didn't want to leave when the, when we left. It was the, the I, I was lied to. I was like, oh, we're just leaving for a little bit. And then <laughs> we never went back. Yeah. Never went back to we we left and then we, I, we ended up in Singapore yeah for ten years. When did you come back? <laughs> when when did like last when did you move? Yeah, I moved here two years ago. All right, but before that, you never been back. No, you, I haven't you been back. You come back to visit or no? No, no. no. I, I mean, I I came to New York to do a New York bar exam in twenty twelve, but not really. I mean, not really the same as living here, right? Like wow. You know, yeah, yeah. But and then what was interesting was that uh um so I left New Hampshire in ninety three. And then in 2016, we did a daily show thing in New Hampshire. We were covering a debate that the was primers, happening in New Hampshire. Yeah. Some, something was happening in New Hampshire. Yeah. I can't remember now. And then I got to go. Oh, I did a show at University of some University of Southern New Hampshire or something. I did a stand-up show somewhere. And uh, I, anyway, long story short, I went back to my childhood home. Oh, really? yeah. It, after um, over 20 years, yeah, I haven't been back. So it's still there, same apartment, the same lake, the same park. Did he was y- still there? Yeah, it was great. Yell at them about how they decorated the place. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get in, but it was weird. I didn't want to knock on the door. I went all the way to the door. And I didn't knock because I didn't want to disturb whoever was inside. Yeah, yeah I've yeah. never done that. Yeah. I've always thought about like go, returning to old home. Home home. Yeah, yeah, it was like staying outside, like creeping. And yeah, <laughs> and it's so hard to explain. I mean, I, I I think I would pride myself on being able to explain why I'm there to someone. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to like just. Still, <laughs> who, also, yeah. who knows what the fuck is happening? Is that, it, you yeah. should tell them you're uh, yeah, your yeah. Daily Show. Did you did you <laughs> have an did you like? L- Develop an American Oops. accent for the few years you were here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, and I don't know what I am now. I obviously not American. Oh, and that was what I was getting at was that I've experienced both sides of the coin. In that, in Asia, I'm like the whitest guy in Asia. Yeah. In Asia, yeah. it's like oh, other than Turner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Other than Turner, I'm the whitest guy in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other than Turner, I'm like the wise, whitest guy in Asia. So it's always like oh, this guy he's the uh, he's this American guy. Blah, blah, oh. that's, you know, and then in in Australia, I'm I and and in America, I become the most Chinese guy <laughs> in in America. Like when people talk to me, it's like, oh, this guy's the most Asian dude, and I'm like, know. that's so weird because in Asia, I'm considered the most Western guy in Asia. When when I'm when I'm in Asia, they're like, oh, this guy isn't. He's not one of us. He's the, <laughs> he's a fucking American. Yeah. So you okay? So you go to Australia, and then you, I guess uh, was it law school and comedy? Yeah, yeah. And you got into comedy. By the way, law school in Australia is undergrad. So that's, oh. you know, I went there oh. as a kid. Yeah. I wonder why they have such terrible lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go to go very young. So um, you went to undergrad. That you, so where'd you go to? Which city in Australia? Melbourne. Melbourne, okay. Australia, yeah. And then when did yep. you start going back to Melbourne? Too. Like, because I, when I, 2014, yeah. I think I got out of China and started touring around Asia for comedy. Oh, okay. And I started to go, and that's when I kind of started going to Singapore, Malaysia, right. Hong Kong, ever, all that. Yeah. And, but I assume you were probably already, you were long gone. Like, when did you start comedy, and then when did you start going back to, to Asia I, for I, comedy? I, I did comedy in 09 in Australia. That's when I started. And I only toured 
uh, Asia, like, maybe, well, I say only, but it's, well, I guess pretty quick, like 2013, 2014, I think, maybe 2012, maybe, maybe, but more likely 2013, 2014 was when I was actually going back to Asia to do it. And um, I, was, I, I, I was very much like, uh, I just wanted to do a show on my own name and not, you know, and just promote it myself and do my own theater show the way I was doing it in Australia at the time. So in Australia, I was doing these theater tours. And that's a very UK style of comedy to do theater tours. And so I just wanted to replicate that in Asia as opposed to doing, in Asia, they're doing like American style, like here's a comedy night. And then there's, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm just saying they would do like a comedy show of either showcase shows or 12 minutes each or you know, uh, the opener feature, 20 minutes, and the headliner, 45 minutes. And I was like, I just want to go in and trade off my own name. And I don't care if I don't make a lot of money. I just want to build on that. Because that's how I did it in Australia. I would just keep doing that until I did theaters. So I just do my own theater tour. So what, how, what does that mean, a theater tour? I don't totally know. <coughs> oh, it means, it means you do a one-hour show in a theater. Like in, uh, I mean, in my case, I would do like, I do like 2,000 seats. And then do like two shows a night, or uh, and maybe do a weekend, or depending on my schedule, or or how well I sell in that market, you know, uh, how big the city is. Um, and you go in and you do your shows and you get out, and it's just you. You do a one-hour show. No opener. No, I mean, it, it for me, I would have an opener, but that's very unusual by Australian standards to have some guy come in open okay. in a one-hour show. Yeah, and I was touring very much in the festival circuit of Australia, so you know, like the Brisbane Comedy Festival, Melbourne Comedy Festival, Sydney Comedy Festival. So I was trying to get the synergy from those festivals, and and they always, they, I was very lucky. They always supported me and you know promoted me as part of the festival. So it's a little bit easier to sell tickets when you're part of that festival. There's a certain momentum that comes with that, and then. Um, Eventually, I could trade off my own name and just, you know, just come into the city and sell a show. And I, I'd rather do a show to people who want to be there and, you know, my own fans. And, and, and then um, even if it means a little bit less money, because, I, because the idea is that next time you come around, in Australia, we would do every year, which is a crazy pace. We'd do do a new hour every year. But the idea being that if you do a good show, next time you come around, you double your numbers. And then yeah. You, yeah. And that's what happened in Australia. So I was trying to do that in Asia. And... Um, again, when I went to Asia, it was to do comedy. I love going back there. I had no idea how it would be received. You know, it wasn't really developed in Asia. There was also an element of like, I'm just going to do the comedy that I've been doing in Australia. If it doesn't work in Asia, you know, what can you do? You know, you can't, you can't, you can't win them all, I guess. So what I was trying to say was that when I went back to Asia, it was experiment slash, you know, having fun slash in, in I was trying to convince myself low stakes you know like in, don't make it into this big deal like I because I didn't intend to I, w I was doing stuff in Australia anyway I was getting a lot of TV work so there was no point I, I, it's not like I was going to move back to Asia and base myself out of there anyway for me it was very much like a extension of my comedy tour so I would just go there that was my business model for it anyway so that, yeah like that. there's no reason to tailor your act to Asia because yeah. is that what you're saying? I mean, in my case, I don't... Uh, look, comedy, th there's no right or wrong answer. It's an art form. you got to feel it out. But I don't think, in my case, where I'm talking about personal experiences, I there's nothing... I, I can't tailor it. And even if I wanted to, I couldn't tailor it. I'm just going to do a comedy I like to do. And, you know, you find your fans. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm lucky. I think when I do my shows in Asia, most people like it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe some people hate it. I'm sure some people hate it. Um, Australian but, lady, yeah, Australian yeah, but um, <laughs> but uh, um, you always do yeah. right? oh, in English, yeah, always in English. I did it in Chinese in Beijing, uh, but one time, but with Des Bishop, with Des Bishop, yeah. yeah, he's been on the pod, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, but it depends on how you, 
you know, uh, your philosophy of comedy, where you are, your comedy abilities at that point, where are you confident and knowledgeable enough to say, I'm just going to back myself. And then if you don't like it, I know it's, it's not that, I, it's not because I suck. It's just that it's just not, it just that sometimes it's just too foreign. It's just too foreign and it doesn't work out. But I'm, I'm lucky that it's always kind of worked out. But basically what I'm saying is that I don't believe, I, for me personally, I, I would never tailor it. I'm just going to do a comedy I like to do. Um, and, but that's not to say that for someone else, maybe they are tailor, tailoring something that works out. You know, I'm not going to claim like I have all the answers. Yeah. 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 What were you doing? All, so you weren't doing. You were doing like you were booking your own theaters. You weren't. Sorry, doing I feel clubs. like I'm hogging this podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 your, no, it, no. This is good. We talk all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> People I, are sick I, of I us. got a sore throat anyway. Carry it. Cap's playing hurt. I'm waiting the tea here. Were you working on the art department for the comedian? Uh, oh, you just got the t-shirt. No, I was on the. I uh, was working on the movie. So this, is the sh- this is the shirt I work for Robert De Niro. Actually, that's my day oh, job. That's awesome. So, but uh, this is the crew shirt everyone got. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I was on. I was on the set when he was filming that. He oh, was, at the cellar or at, at, the, at the underground when he was uh, filming the scene when he walks in and Jessica. Oh, I was there that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in the table right next to the stage. Jimmy oh, and, yeah. did you? Were you? Did you go on that night or were you just? I was performing around the corner and then uh, Chris Rock came in and he was like. Yeah. Well, they're filming the comedian around the corner. Okay, yeah. And then that. everyone got up and was like, "Hey, you should come." And then, and then I just went and sat down. I, I sat down during the scene. Were you? Jimmy like, Carr was there as well. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You weren't in the audience though, right? You weren't like. I was in the audience, but like, oh, you, presumably as an extra. I yeah. don't think we were on camera because after about halfway through, like some people started leaving. I'm like, oh, if it was on camera, they'd never let us leave because they need good continuity. But yeah, so I, I, I guess we're off camera. It was it was a cool scene. It was a scene where like, yeah. did you see the movie? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. He comes in and then she, he's heck, Bob comes in and he's heckling the comic, or she's heckling him, I guess. Yeah, he's yeah. with the young girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's weird to say she's because she was on stage, so she's heckling him. But right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. she knows because he's playing a comedian though. Yeah. So he's she's in like, the audience. Oh, she's like talking walk- to him. Yeah. As a- she's Jessica Kirsten's performing in the scene as a stand-up, and then Robert De Niro's character comes in, and then Kirsten gives him shit for you know whatever. Because he's with yeah. a young girl. Yeah. And she, Where's my screener? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll pay for it. <laughs> I need a, you it's gotta out for like a year. Yeah. Still, I need to buy it. <laughs> I'm still waiting. Well, it's interesting. Robert De Niro jumped on stage to do an actual set at the cellar to prep for the role. Yeah, I, and so he did a. I didn't wasn't there for that. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, that was. No, well, I think he did really well. Oh, uh, because the night that we're talking about, I think it was like that night. There was like a flyer went out that was on Instagram or something where yes. like it made it seem like he was gonna perform that night. And yeah, he didn't. So it, it was like all these people were. It was very confusing. A lot but of people stayed up very late. Yeah, it went to really late. To that watch night. Robert do stand up. And was I was thinking, like, amazing. there's no way he's gonna do stand up at like three in the morning. I don't think. No, he <laughs> did. He did. One night he did. One night he did. That was different. Yeah, night. yeah, yeah. yeah. But that was more than uh, I was. I was around the corner from that. I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we but would go. Like, I, he would go to like watch a lot of comics at the cellar. Yeah, he did yeah. a lot of research. So send him out to Hong Kong. We should have had him watch you. See how he does that. Yeah, exactly. People tripping Robert De Niro. See how he handles that. That's the sequel. That's the part two. He's he so struggling. He goes to Asia, becomes a huge oh, shit. He becomes a dirtbag. Maybe because of pedophile. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, he has to escape to Asia. Uh, all right, over, let's like go write that down. I know, I know. I know. I know. Everyone made that movie. We'll go into <laughs> yeah. work on that. But so anyway, you, so you were touring Asia at the time. Yeah, 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 for a little while before I came out here. Right. Do you do you think it was? Uh, is there like something with Australians where like if they see another like a, the tall poppy thing? Is that what might have been? That like the audience, or it's just like, maybe, or is it more like the Hong Kong? This maybe. is our maybe it was a tall poppy thing. I I think it was a more kind of young expat thing. They were like these guys were either kids of successful people, like successful Western expats, or they were successful people themselves. You know, just yeah. the way they dress and conduct the energy. I recognize the energy signature. Yeah, uh, you know, I know, I know what that is. You know, I I was around a lot of my friends. I went to law school. A lot of my friends became. 
Austrian expat in Hong Kong. So I know, <laughs> I know exactly what that that scumbag you know energy is. Yeah. Yeah. Turner just loves to work the tall poppy reference into every podcast. I do. So I try to get one I in. Would like to that's do a not an American game. thing, right? There's no. <laughs> no tall I think poppy I learned it. Oh no, we don't. Uh, yeah, Boston. So there's tall poppy in Boston. It, because I think that I mean there definitely is, and my theory is because of the Irish influence <laughs> on Boston. <laughs> All my when friends from Boston yeah. have that. Have that. Like, oh, you're better than me. What? Right. How what did you know? How did you know about tall poppy in Australia? Oh, I have a lot of Australian prints from Asia. Oh, yeah. yeah he's friends with the tripping lady, actually. <laughs> oh, you're friends with that's that's your cousin. Her sabotage. <laughs> <laughs> no, so someone told, but I felt that. Yo, turn. I'll tell you, I'll tell you another example, just so people don't think that I'm just making cherry picking one thing. Every show that will be an incident when you do, and we did two, two, sometimes three shows a night for like a week, at in Hong Kong, and one of the shows, this person starts heckling before halftime. So this this dude is drunk and <laughs> wasted and like the heckle that's interrupting the show, you know, not you know, it's it's yeah. a totally disruptive thing. And then it turns out that guy was the partner of the media officer from the Australian consulate. He's a, oh, so God. we're talking government <laughs> officials. <laughs> Trump like government Hong, officials. In, yeah. <laughs> literally watching the show to support the Australian show in Hong Kong. Yeah. And yeah. still being like that. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. even at that that kind of level of of there's still that lack of the lack of You guys of are doing like a cultural goodwill yeah. thing. Yeah. Of and, like and comedians, yeah. this is Australia's export of comedy. Yeah, and then the Australian consulates, you know, dude is and he got kicked out at halftime. And oh, I know I know the yeah, <laughs> and, uh, that's another thing. We don't have a halftime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a halftime break, and then the uh, I know the media officer was very like embarrassed by it. You know, you know, what we got to do. We got to go around the block. There's an Outback Steakhouse right here by the uh, headquarters, <laughs> and we just got to go start heckling them. We're coming to where you work, <laughs> right. Australian so people. Yeah, so sir. I think. In America, there seems to be more of like if you know somebody who's like successful in some way, right. you like are more like bragging about. Yeah, it, yeah. You America. Know? It's almost like the flip. Right. Oh, yeah. America has flipped to Australia for sure. America, yeah. Especially show business. America, you have to be constantly pitching yourself. You have to be constantly telling people why you're the best to the point where if you don't tell so me why you're the best, it literally becomes the other side of the energy becomes why am I talking to you? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, why am I even talking to you if you don't think you're the best and you have nothing to contribute? Why am I even speaking to you right now? That's literally the energy I get in America. Wow, really? Especially in show business, yeah. yeah. We've got to add that to the I'm, intro. I must We're the be best. In show business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why we keep bringing Weber on. We just advertise all our yeah, successful yeah, yeah. people yeah. we know. So and that's the opposite to Australia. Australia would never talk yourself up. You would I'm never. Shit, the, shit, the, 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 idea, <laughs> the idea of networking to get something out of someone in Australia is... It's a very new concept that's slowly seeping in because of the Silicon Valley entrepreneurship culture. But in Australia, if you go, hey, let's just meet up and like, like you meet up and you don't ask anything from him. It's uh, it, sorry. In America, if you meet up and you don't ask something, like if there's no exchange of favors, it's it's literally in America. It's like, why do we meet up? Right. You're wasting my time. Well, that's why I'm Hollywood exchanging favors. Like, I'll do something for you if you do this for me, even if it's something intangible, just something small. That that culture of networking. I'm not saying it's wrong. Well, that's why yeah. the whole Hollywood uh, sexual crisis we have going on here. Oh. That's the, that's the exact mentality. <laughs> right, right. I'm the best. Do something for you know. It's like right, yeah, right. that's why. So maybe outside of there, everyone you have like your like distinct. I think in America you have like yeah. your like small group of actual friends. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure this is what we're talking about is probably only here and. There's people across America who are like, oh, right, no, right, that's right. not true at all. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah, we, we, let's say, let's keep it to like the 
Hollywood entertainment industry and New York, LA, that kind of entrepreneurship yeah. vibe. Let's okay. keep it to our that's bubble. Fair. Yeah, our bubble. Let's keep it to our bubble. That's fair. Us Hillary supporters. <laughs> that's fair, yeah. <laughs> but there's that. In Australia, the idea of networking with someone is weird. It's actually like people are like, what are you doing? Like, it's I gotta so move there. I hate networking. It's yeah, so, uh, it's so annoying. I hate being phony. Oh, so yeah. what do you? How do you? How do people get stuff? You just Australia people merit. <laughs> it finds you in Australia. That's that's what it is. In Australia, you need to succeed without trying. In Australia, mm. all the heroes succeeded without wanting it. The moment you want it, it's like fuck you. Like you have to you have to win without trying. You have to be Shane Warne. You know, cricket player, like, drinking beer and just, like, great at cricket but not working out. But, like, you have I'll, to be, I'll be honest, that seems impossible. Like, so dude, that's just, that's, it's that's, a very rare... That's, why, that's a lottery, That's right? why Ben... Yeah, yeah. That's why my Ben Simmons is such a terrible shot. He's not going to work on it. It's <laughs> just going to get better. Yeah. So, but can you try really hard? Way, ben Simmons is awesome. Right? Yeah, another, I'm a fan, so... <laughs> this sounds like a ridiculous question, but I think it's, I think it's honest. Uh, can you try really hard and then make it look like you're not trying really yeah, hard? Yeah, you can. But all, cool guy. But, but you can't fake the fun. Like, you can tell. You can tell vibes from people. You can tell if you're trying? <laughs> no. People just hate you? No, I mean, unless you're fucking Robert De Niro and you can, you're world's greatest actor, you can get the vibe from people. Like, how many times have you met someone who, who you know he, look, he thinks he, he looks like he's not trying, but you know he's trying super hard? Okay. Not that there's anything wrong. But that's another thing. Like, is it wrong to try? You know, it's a very American, you know, like... I don't um, think it is. Uh, yeah. Is you it wrong? Try, you not. should work hard. You should try. You should work hard, yeah. Well, like, maybe not try in networking, but yeah. trying in, like... Being whatever Be it is good. you're doing, being the Be best good at what it. you can do. Sure, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to sit around and but do it, nothing. But it manifests in different ways because the extension of the idea is I should try, I should go out there and get opportunities, and by by getting opportunities it means I have to go and network, and then you get into the you know the place where you're just networking and trying. So yeah, or, you know, there's no right or wrong answer for how to make it. Like you have to figure it out, right? I think being being sincere and authentic helps. But not all the time. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the answers. <laughs> it's like a pep talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to make this podcast. We got to seem like we're not trying, but yeah. we got to try. I think we're doing a good job of seeming we're like not we're gonna, not trying. I, yeah. I'm <laughs> blowing off any networking opportunities from <laughs> <laughs> now on. Screw that. No, I mean, I mean, do you disagree? Some fosters and you know, do you disagree with that? I mean, I don't know. It's a it's an interesting discussion. To I have. think you're no. I, I'm trying to. Um, I think this idea of not trying and yeah. then just someone picks you and like he's not trying the most, so he wins. <laughs> yeah. That sounds ridiculous to me. You know, you got to be tall and good looking for that to work. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, but that's in Australia. Those are the hero heroes that they worship, like Paul Hogan, Crocodile Dundee. I love Paul Hogan. I mean, yeah. That guy in Australia, he he was working on the Sydney Harbour Bridge. He was a construction worker. One day, the they put a microphone in front of him as a news <laughs> interview, and the guy's super funny. And they're like, "Yo, this guy's super funny. You should go do some stand up." Really? And he's like, "Oh, I know. Oh, I'll just do stand up." And he, this time he was super funny. Then he got into movies, like without yeah. trying, you know, just fucking. Killing That's why the boomerang yeah. makes such sense because you throw it, and you're not, I'm not going to go chase that <laughs> yeah, down. Yeah. It's going to come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> he knows. He's like getting back. carried around the subway in, in New yeah, York. Next thing you know, what, oh yeah, next great movie. You know, Americans, uh, you know. What, Loving him, so there you the go. only thing we have even similar to that is Kurt Warner. Didn't he get like discovered bagging groceries? <laughs> was, like, and yeah, then he, he had great accuracy. Yeah. He was a Super Bowl quarterback. <laughs> he, he could tried. throw groceries, but he had, really but he well. had yeah. Jesus on his side. <laughs> <laughs> he had his tight spiral he, on like the watermelon. Yeah. yeah, he had a lot of Jesus backing <laughs> him. <laughs> that was the key. But that's not a that's not a not trying story. That's an underdog story. That's <laughs> rising from the yeah. We love the un- Americans love the underdog story. Underdog. We want you to work hard though. Like so we carry you back down once you get to the top. Yeah. Well, Australia wants the you. Yeah. Not not really. They don't really like the movie Rocky. Then they don't like the. Uh, he's trying too hard. All that. They they <laughs> like him because Rocky would never. Rocky wasn't. First of all, he wasn't like. Uh, he was trying to improve himself. He wasn't trying to be famous, so they oh. like him. Oh, so you can do that. You can try to improve yourself. That makes sense to me. Yeah, that just don't try sense. to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, 
But <laughs> look, I mean, first of all, I'm not de- I'm not defending the philosophy, and second of all, what what I'm, what I'm saying is an extension of the top poppy thing. I mean, if you agree that the yeah. top poppy thing exists, yeah, the reason it exists is because they don't like people who try hard and make it. So Got the it. way you yeah, yeah. the way you win and not be hated in Australia is if you tr- win without trying that hard, and they're like, oh. He's just a talented dude. Like he didn't yeah. want to do it. He didn't want it. He just uh, <laughs> that's literally what it is, I think. Yeah. He kept saying, No, I don't want to make yeah, money. Yeah. They just kept giving it yeah, to him. him. Yeah. And that's then, what it is, yeah. Once you once you try to, I was like, Yeah, fuck this guy, you know. If you want it. <laughs> well fuck, man. Yeah. I guess it worked. You're on the daily show. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, from in Australia, we don't yeah, I don't know. It's weird to just have that networking mentality, I think. I do you like being in New York now? Uh, like in the US? Yeah, yeah, I love it. It's a dream come true. I yeah. I wanted to come here. That's why I did the New York bikes. I was trying to move here back then. So it's a real dream come true. Do to move to New York and do comedy? It's it's oh, man, it's uh, honestly it's like it's, it's just so, so many moments doing stand up in New York of just um like being in the present and like actually enjoying the moment. And your wife's Australian or wife's American? My wife's Australian, yeah, but she's living here now. Does she like it here? Yeah, she likes it. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully she likes it. Yeah. Is that a risk when you came? You're like, yeah, yeah, we all know she's not. You know, she's not. She never lived in America. This is why you can yeah. bag on Australians. I just realized he married an Australian. Married so Australian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there you go. But that. <laughs> I, I mean, the fact that people. Uh, the fact that you guys think that that's insulting to Australians <laughs> is funny because they will be like, yeah. You know what I mean? They won't see it as an insult. The tall poppy? Uh, yeah, they won't see it. They're like, yeah, we don't like it when you get to a hill. <laughs> yeah. But you guys see it as an insult. You're like, I'm, I'm shitting on Australians, but it's not shitting on them. It's like, yeah. <laughs> from that perspective, they're like, yeah, thanks for representing. Yeah. We don't like that shit. Well, I still know? don't like them tripping people. Though, yeah. So. <laughs> oh, the tripping people. That's one lady. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, That's bro. how you I met did, your wife. I did. Great love story. I forgot I did shit on Australian expats in Hong Kong. But that was a very specific shitting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a broad, it was very specific. That's how we. That's how we shit around. Here. Very specific. <laughs> very specific. Not very targeted. Yeah. We're And we, we talked a little bit, but I want to close on your we- a little more on your wedding. Did you, sure. did you, we talked about the last time? But yeah. did your wife? She had a good time. The China wedding. Oh yeah, yeah. Chinese weddings. Yeah, yeah. She. I think she did. Yeah. She was very. She. You know. She's trying to, um, uh, be a good daughter-in-law to yeah. my parents. So she was like, more enthusiastic than me. Anyway, I can be such a grumpy person. Like I'm not like, uh, you know. Just trying to get through it, and she's like trying to actually enjoy the moment. <laughs> yeah, so she had a good time doing it. Did they yeah. go to her house? I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, they did. And then did they? Did they? Like my parents had to hide, <laughs> and then my wife had to come find them. But it was just no. in our apartment. No, that's. Do you some... count to ten before they hide? It, like... <laughs> it was. No, I don't know. China they did like stuff. a really good. She <laughs> couldn't find them for like a few minutes. Jeez. In the apartment. In the apartment, yeah. My mom like put a lampshade on her head. <laughs> wow. And my dad like hid behind. I no, I think that that's I've never heard of that. They one. were just fucking with us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At some point, they just started making shit Ma- up. Making shit like, up. Let's see yeah. if he keeps doing this. <laughs> yeah. I uh, know. I never heard that one. Yeah. But she liked the others. The uh, she she's very Australian, like very much Australian. So, but she really embraced the kind of Asian traditions that we were doing during the wedding. She embraced it. Like hundred percent embrace. In fact, wanted it, you know, because she knew that stuff would make her parents and my parents happy. So she was trying to do it. That's cool. Yeah, I was like, no, we don't need the gatekeeping. We had no bridesmaids, no groomsmen. We were. I was like, let's just make this like as streamlined as possible. Yeah. And then you keep adding stuff on to please people, and and so we we added on the. And to be fair, I did. I was happy that we added that gate crashing thing. 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah because it was fun. Yeah. That's pretty fun. Yeah. You have two weddings in two different countries. Do you have two bachelor parties in two different No, countries? I had zero oh, bachelor parties. Zero? Yeah, 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 because I'm not about that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah. I just, I, it's just that's the Australian. It's not, it's not cool to want one. It's just a peer. Strippers just have to show up to find you. You can't want them. You can't want them. And they have to be fat. Yeah, attractive. You don't want attractive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what about the uh, with the Daily Show? Is there like in Australia you can also say whatever you want on TV, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not controlled much. in any way. No, yeah, you yeah. can say freedom of speech is pretty. Yeah, obviously you have uh, to deal with the internet lynch mob, but yeah, and other That's than here that. too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than that, have they come after you at all? The here? internet lynch mob here. Yeah. Um, I used to get some flack when I first joined the show about being like making American-born Asian people look bad because I'm so Asian. Like in how I talk and how whatever it is, you know. So I got some flack when I first. Did you tell him weren't American okay. born? <laughs> yeah, I told yeah, you're them. Not from <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually did say I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that, because someone tweeted me. I remember my first. I I did my first piece on the Daily Show. I was so excited to get that first piece out. It was about voting machines in um uh in Virginia. I think it was uh, a story about how shitty they were, and um. You know, nothing racial at all in it. The whole thing that we did, you know, one. I think one thing I did was, um, uh, yeah, I, I think I made, I, I said, man, we have better voting machine. My grandma has better technology in her house, and I think I swore in Chinese at it or something. Okay. <laughs> I was like, yeah, this, this, tamada, lan huo, and then. Um, uh, which is funny. CC Comedy Central is supposed to bleep swear, but, say, right, but they didn't swear know. in Chinese. They don't know. Yeah. Right. Um, so we, <laughs> we did that. Your mom. Remember that if in your comedy special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, um, I remember I did that piece. I was so excited for it to come out. And then I remember I had like Australian uh, American born. Uh, this woman, American born Chinese woman, who was like watching this, and she was like, "Oh, this Ryan Chinese. This I'm, I'm cringing right now. What, what a you know like." making us look bad and you know the accent is just cringeworthy and I'll, I told her like oh I'm not you know I'm not American right <laughs> and she's like I'm not saying that you're you know it became this thing I just I was like going back and forth oh you her, responded to her I, I said like um, yeah Good I, did. Move. I did yeah <laughs> I shout just out said, um, shout out that woman she's yeah. listening I said um <laughs> She's probably a big fan now. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I, I can't, I, I remember saying like, oh, I'm not American, like what you said. And she's like, it's not about being American. It's, you know, m playing up Asian stereotypes. And it was like, oh my God. it wasn't even a, like there was no stereotype in that. Right. Whole, it, was about it was about voting, voting machines. machines. Yeah. I, I swear to God, it was, there was no Asian stereotypes in it. And um, um, I can't remember how it went, but it went so like that. And then people um, started like defending me or whatever it was. But my point being that when I, when I first joined, I think they weren't happy. Like, uh, American-born Chinese people are not super happy about um, someone who they've kind of lived their whole life trying to... Uh, like, I'm, I'm basically what they've been trying to avoid their ah, entire lives. Yeah. I understand. Like, the like distance the, between American Chinese and Chinese in China or in Asia. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, a pretty big gap. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's like you're culturally. coming... Yeah, and you're, you, yeah. You, you, you're literally... Because they don't want to be seen as foreigners, they want to be, you know, uh, they're seen as American and literally just foreign Chinese persons on the Daily Show, kind of representing all Chinese people. So you know, they were like, oh, the, they were arguing that I make them look bad, basically. It's a weird argument because you're not representing. I mean, yeah, but there's over a billion people in China. Really, there I are mean, foreigners. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a. Do you know? To be fair, you know, in American media, there's not a lot of Asian people representing. So right. So you think they'd be happy that, like, well, you know, yeah, I think, it, I, I think, I, yeah. yeah. And it's a comedy show, so people who Plus want now, voices represented need to know that they're going to make fun of themselves at times. It's part of comedy. Right, right. So, like, Plus now you're fresh off the boat. Uh, plus, are you, you have, is your show, um, 
the the Russian international student. Yeah, international yeah. student coming, is Comedy yeah. Central. Yeah, coming at Comedy Central yeah. next year. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that will you know Sweet. help out. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Uh, and I talk about this a lot. I, I find this topic very interesting. The the kind of um, uh, dichotomy between uh, Asian-born Asians and American-born Asian people or Australian-born Asian people. The idea that in America, like, are, are, are Asian people in America supposed to represent Asian values, Asian culture in America? Or are they supposed to say, well, Americans stop calling us Asian? You know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Those two ideas, which are actually contradictory ideas. How do you resolve that? Do you mean do you embrace the culture or do you run away from the culture? Right. Well, no, no, not so much run away, but uh, uh, American-born Chinese people, are they in America? Are they here? Are they trying to, as a voting bloc, are they trying to promote Asian values in America, Asian culture in America? Or are they trying to say, we're not Asian, we're American, stop. Right. Stop bringing that Asian shit to us. We're just American. Stop calling us Asian. We are American. And those are oh. two contradictory. And and also the other thing about Asian Americans. I mean, I just said Asian Chinese. Uh, sorry, American Chinese people. But Asian Americans, they're not a monolith. There's many different types of Asian Americans. Yes. Koreans, Japanese, Thais. You know, people from Burma. There's Laotians. There's Vietnamese. Then there's Chinese and you know um, Filipino. So they're not a monolith voting. Right. And when they, uh, and so, you know, when the media will refer to. It that way, it yeah, always yeah. struck me as weird Most too. Because it's like, why would somebody from like any these different countries vote the same way? They're totally different yeah, perspectives totally and everything. Different. Yeah. Well, it's the flip of what I was talking about earlier, which is like people in China would be like, "Oh, that white guy," and it'd be like, "A guy literally from Russia," right? And it'd be like, "You guys are Estonia, the same. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this guy from Estonia, yeah. completely different countries." Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so it is hard to figure out. But in America, they do. A lot. There's like the Asian American, like whites, blacks, Asian Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So it's interesting, that, and just like any art form, is the answer to that question I just posed. It's just you gotta figure it out. You there's no right or wrong. Sometimes you promote Asian values, and sometimes you you go like you know we're not foreigners, and it's it's it's. I feel like I'm trying to figure that out as well. You know, we'll figure out how to navigate that, like how to best represent um, those stories. Also, the like perspective, how to yeah. best represent that perspective. All right, Ronnie. Uh, oh, do you have anything to promote before uh, oh, okay. we do? It? I'm, I'm doing Hawaii next week. Uh, come watch a show in Honolulu. Doing uh, Philadelphia, 29th, right. 30th at the Punchline. Nice. Uh, cool. 29th of December, doing Vancouver. We got a lot of fans year. of Philly. Yeah. Go out, support. <laughs> we do have listeners in Hawaii. Uh, we do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Coming. I'm at the Republic in Honolulu, 20, uh, 22nd of December in Honolulu. Uh, I think I'm in Vancouver next year just for laughs, and then Chicago in March. Your main Chicago listeners. It's um, a genius move by you getting booked in Hawaii over Christmas, Christmas week. Oh, so b- trust me, that, that was, was <laughs> very much. Uh, <laughs> let's go to Hawaii. Oh, this is a gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. Bring the wife to that one. Or? Yeah, bring yeah, the wife yeah, to that smart. one. Smart. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's get to the news. All right. First news story of the week. This comes from the Straits Times. Which is that Singaporean or Malaysian? Straits Times? The str- the Straits Times is Singaporean. Singaporean. Yeah. Okay. The Malaysian one is the new Straits Times, I think. Oh. Yeah, yeah you gotta one up them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go new. Yeah. Yeah. McDonald's Malaysia has filed a police report against more than twenty individuals and NGOs <laughs> for spreading lies and slander and for calling for the boycott of the franchise. 
reported the Malaysian media. Uh, the calls for boycott came following the Donald Trump administration's recognition of Jerusalem and Israel's oh. capital last week. Oh, that's <laughs> related. I didn't even know this. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know story, yeah. So when Trump said, uh, when when Trump when Trump made his like proclamation about Israel, what the the move is to boycott McDonald's. Wait, how are they related? Yeah, because it's American, <laughs> and <laughs> also no, I guess they claim that. Um, this group is claiming that the McDonald's Malaysia is somehow maybe they support Trump or maybe they gave money to Trump or something like that. But the claim, but they say the McDonald's says the claim coming from these parties that says McDonald's Malaysia contributes to fund Israel is false <laughs> and slanderous <laughs> accusation. So they say McDonald's in Malaysia sends money to Israel and to Trump. Yes, I guess so, uh, or maybe just Israel. Maybe just Israel. <laughs> I don't think Israel <laughs> could accept money from McDonald's. It, it seems like a con- if it's a <laughs> wait why unkosher food money. It seems like <laughs> that'd be a big scandal in Israel if this was true. Right. You should boycott McDonald's as well. Well, the irony is, I grew up. I know we've talked. We, I feel like we always divulge into talking about fast food on this podcast. Right. I always hated McDonald's growing up. The only McDonald's I've ever liked is actually the one in Ben Yehuda Street in Israel, in Jerusalem. I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> uh, it's kosher and it's totally different from McDonald's. It's like different meat. You got cake and a cheeseburger. It's oh, actually good, so maybe yeah, you couldn't eat there. Like, no do, bacon. Do, do you like that cuisine? <laughs> McDonald's. Yeah. I don't. I like burgers. I don't like McDonald's. Okay, so you do like like burgers. I like and burgers. Okay, I'm a big yeah, not, big Carl's Jr. Yeah. fan. I just never right. like McDonald's. I think they're crappy. So no, you're on the side no, but that's a legit yeah. opinion to have. Like, why not? Why, yeah, uh, to but, not like McDonald's. That's actually yeah. good. Good for you. Yeah, because like <laughs> most people can't resist the the biochemistry of it. Just makes people you get addicted to it. Yeah, like well, just McDonald's has like got the special. Yeah, there's some. Well, company. now like for, I don't know. Like now that I'm in America, I don't eat it ever. But yeah. when I was in China, I used to eat it. Maybe like once every two months or so. Yeah, something different. Just something different. Yeah. Well, we yeah. went to yeah. Burger King. That was Burger King in Spain, right? When my brother almost got mugged. Oh that yeah. That wasn't an. <laughs> we were in Spain. Because I was probably the one who ago. kept us from Al- from from uh, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> but I think all these fast food places are all an issue. It's like there's like Chick Fil A. When I was a kid, Wendy's. Wait, I just love the idea of pinning all of our, <laughs> the entire United States of America and pinpointing it to McDonald's. Yeah, well, it is a, one of our biggest companies. It is good. Yeah, it did, a lot of um, the f- like unhealthy food coming out of there. That I think, yeah, it's not good for the human race to have everyone eating this. You know. <laughs> so I might have to take the side since you guys are both taking the side of the uh, this Malaysia action NGO. Um, I might have to take the side of McDonald's. No, no, I'm on McDonald's side. Oh, you are. I'm saying it's because I'm saying there's no way that uh, unless it's a bigger scandal here. There's no way Israel is accepting <laughs> McDonald's money. <laughs> so I think it's a big bullshit. When scandal. I was there, um, when I was in China, sorry, they had a. Uh, the, every couple years they decide like when the economy dips or whatever, they just blame everything on Japan. Oh yeah, in and, China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, every I didn't two know or three that. years. That's funny. Because and th- what they'll do is they'll start showing all these movies on TV about the Japanese World Occupation, War II yeah, and all yeah. that stuff. And when that was happening the last time, there's a strip of um, sushi restaurants in my neighborhood, and everyone just came and threw bricks through the windows oh, shit. of all the sushi restaurants. <laughs> they were all owned by Chinese yeah. people, but they, they serve no sushi. That's yeah. like if Trump makes some speech and people just show up at a Mexican place and just start like. Well, I don't <laughs> think these are Americans owning the McDonald's in uh, in Malaysia anyway. Right. Probably. Or well, I don't think they're Israeli. I don't know what the franchise model's like on the <laughs> local McDonald's situation, but people are always, like, when I was a kid, like, Wendy's, I think I was telling you, like, they, people were like, oh, you can't eat at Wendy's. He give, they give money to anti-abortion. Per, and, like, I mean, there was no, like, internet back then, so I don't know what was true or not, but I feel like every, Arby's doesn't have that. That's what Arby's was missing. <laughs> He's a big Arby's fan. I'm a big fan. Arby's fan. We never He's had a, Arby's I worked apologist. there. So we never had a controversy. I feel like you need a controversy. People don't talk about you more. This is good for the McDonald's. Well, there are now that like Trump's won. There was a whole list last year of like, don't do this, don't do this, don't do. Oh like, right, right. The, Arby's don't, was don't. off that. Arby's yeah. didn't get involved in that either. No, it, you know what was on it? Yingling. 
Ying Ying Lager, the beer from uh, his favorite beer from Pennsylvania. Yeah. And that was the one thing I was like, you know what? I don't support Trump, but I'm not going to stop drinking Ying Ling. <laughs> was there anything that you jumped in on that you didn't do because of? No. Cap had a, through sh- uh, a shoe thrown at his head because he went into a New Balance store. <laughs> that was during like <laughs> right after the election. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Day after the election. And by the way, I, thank oh. you for the reminder. I got to go there again after we're done recording because I'm missing a lot of shoelaces because <laughs> of my dog. the picket line. All these people were <laughs> Oh, shit. They were running by. <laughs> they threw a shoe at me. I mean, that's the shoe the store, I think, wow. not me. Who the, but hell, I was by. Who, who the hell buys sh- sh- shoes in a store now? But I was just going to buy. I was going to buy shoelaces because my dog keeps destroying my shoelaces. But even worse, why would you buy shoelaces? Like, you can buy no, Yeah, but buy that online, man. Especially the day after the election. Uh, when I was. I, uh, life's changed a lot. You don't remember a year ago we were buying things in stores. <laughs> Trump has changed the economy so much. It's a new yeah. world. It's a new All world. right, that's next funny. story. This is from the New York Times. A fa- the failing fake New York Times. I have a bone to pick with this one. <laughs> China shuts down female morality classes that taught women to do more housework oh and shut their mouths. <laughs> this Go- is from the New York good, Times. Good, right? Of course, good, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> Why were you so angry? Were you a bone to pick with this article? No, wait, well, let, me, let me keep reading. Right. Uh, the class came to the attention of authorities after a video of one of the sessions in Fushun, oh, Liaoning Province, went viral. The teacher also said that Women should not strive to move upwards in society, but should always remain at the bottom level. And opined that ordering takeout instead of cooking violated the rules of women. So I remember reading this. You yeah. did. You did hear I about did this? Read this. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My initial problem with this <laughs> is that it's a wildly negative story about China. I think someone yes. would read this and be like, "Oh, China is like backwards." Sure. But they're taking one specific class right. from Fushun Liaoning Province, which is like. I, the, I don't know if it's Alabama or whatever. Right. Like, go to some little school in Alabama. I'm sure you can find some crazy Country. person. Was this a mandatory class? It doesn't say if it was uh, mandatory. And then they just say, and then they just say China. Like they they say like oh, like the, the impression is this is happening all over China, which right. is absolutely not. Right. Second of all, like they're saying that all this guy's saying like all women should cook. I, I lived near Shanghai in the city. It's like no Chinese women don't cook anymore. Like, oh, really? My wife they're does, like American, but it's the stereotype. The stereotype it's in the movies just doesn't exist. It's like city people are in and cities. They're moving around. It's good right. for your wife's business. Seamless. She doesn't all want all this. Right. She doesn't want all this competition. My right. wife's a cooking She's, instructor. She was teaching everyone to cook. I know, but right. she doesn't want. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't. I don't think I don't read this and go all of China is doing this. I, obviously, you know, we. I guess we're a bit more. Well, us in this room are a bit better at critical reading. Then hopefully, you know, uh, yeah. like, well, I hope not, but I think we'll be a critical reading. But I don't read this and go off chance. I think it's just like this, this fucking one school. Oh, okay, that's good. It. That's how I read it anyway. But, um, but also it's like, uh, yeah, it's weird that it's almost like this person is trolling. How, yeah. like the person said to school, the way she's phrasing it is so obviously backwards that... You gotta be trolling us. Like you know, you're saying you know society doesn't approve of what you're doing. Yeah. And the way you're phrasing it is like, yeah, they shouldn't start to be more. You know, like who says that? Like who talks like that? It's who just, should say uh, that they should order take? They should. Uh, because when you genuinely believe I mean, they that, should. you'll phrase it. You'll phrase it as like, uh, I wish we had. You know, women supported their husbands more. Like you'll phrase it in a positive way. She's phrasing it in such a negative way. Like who the who the fuck is you know yeah. who the fuck is behind you? I mean, if we had that class in America, we would just be teaching women to order takeout on the phone. Because, like, <laughs> I, every woman I know can only order on Seamless That's or Caviar. They can't even call, make a phone call for food. Which, but, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer a controversial opinion. If they had a class like this, I would sign Ruby up my daughter for a class like this. Because <laughs> I want to zig when everyone's zagging. Like, nobody knows how to cook anymore. That's true. She could grow up. She'd be amazing wife material one day. You know, <laughs> learns a little cooking. <laughs> learns that, you know, she's a little bratty. Could learn a... 
pipe down a little. Yeah, we need controversy, <laughs> and I think you're helping. <laughs> right, I'm in. Good for the pod. That's, that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. You know, I'm not saying it's the only class you take, but you know, you gotta have I a balanced guess, education. Mm-hmm. I guess, like my opinion comes from the, the idea that it's painting all China. Is that whenever like stories like this come out, yeah. people send them to me, like <laughs> yeah. American friends, right. and yeah. they're like, "Whoa, do you see what's going on? What they're doing in China?" Yeah, yeah you're the voice of China. Yeah, and it's like to <laughs> people it? that know me, I am. You know, like, yeah, it's just like you in China being the white guy. Now you're the Chinese I'm guy. The Chinese guy. guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this shit is dumb. It is, this school is dumb. Please stop doing that stuff. It's just the, <laughs> exactly. It doesn't make any sense. Last story of the week. Back to Malaysia for this one. Although yeah. this has to do with Kaplan a little bit. This is from Asia One. That's that me. TV? That's a website. That's a website. That's a website, yeah. This is a, this, what it's is it like? Probably the website of Channel News Asia, I think. It's, it's, it's a, I'm pretty sure it's a, a Singaporean... Uh, what's it called again? What's that company called? Uh, what press holdings? Anyway, it's a, I'm very sure it's a Singapore company. Singapore okay. Yeah. Student bag. This is very fluff piece. Yeah. Student bags an A in maths by watching YouTube. This has to do with Kaplan. So <laughs> studying hard is no longer the secret to acing exams. Studying smart is. Basically, the idea is that you know not like this kid does not learn. There's no reason to learn in school anymore. You can learn by watching YTube. Hundred percent agree is, with that. Which is what Kaplan says happens in America and now. Is also well, my in son uh, is five and he knows every single country in the world. He can name them all, and That's he's crazy. Le- and he, yeah, and he knows the capitals in many of them, and he knows the capitals in pretty much every state in America and all the states. And where did he learn any of that in school? He learned it all on YouTube. That's great. Funny videos. That's but, great, man. <laughs> this stuff will unlock uh, the you know human potential everywhere. Like. Because uh, tuition in Asia is such a big market. It's like a billion-dollar industry. After-school tuition. Tutoring. Yeah, stuff. tutoring. Yeah. And um, uh, if you can get your kids on YouTube and learn from there, man, fuck yeah. Why not? You yeah, know? it's free. Before this kid, and get a distinction from watching YouTube, way to go. Repre- when I mm. first got into comedy, I was in like the middle of China in 2009 or yeah. 10 or whatever. Yeah. And the only way you could watch it was YouTube. Right. And then once I started traveling around Asia, I found that's how most people, yeah. like in Singapore and Malaysia, yeah. all the little scenes I was meeting, yeah, they yeah. were all doing this exact same thing. Yeah, yeah. Umar Rana, if you know, if you know that I guy. Know him, I Singapore, know him. But all those kind of people, like yeah. they all started at the same time as me. And it was all like, I think like YouTube and podcasts is what like the comedy spread. I don't know what your sure. opinion is, but. I mean, I did, I, again, I wasn't you in Asia, there, right? so I'm not sure. But yeah. I'm not surprised that YouTube and now probably Facebook video is how it spreads. In fact, I, I believe that YouTube is the biggest platform on the planet for comedy, more so than Netflix or more so than, you know. It doesn't have the prestige factor um, the way a Netflix special does, but yeah. it has the by far the biggest reach globally. Unstoppable. The, the YouTube reach is... Like people all over the world watch stuff on YouTube now. Like it's it's if you can get something on there going, you know. It's and now we're gonna have to pay. Yeah, you follow, You must follow the news because you have to. Maybe he can explain it neutrality. Net neutrality. We, we, Nobody we, knows what it is. We yeah. don't totally but, understand. I, I, it, yeah, it's that you know, it, it's like the idea that you know the internet's a very crowded place, and so some people should pay so that they can get faster links. I yeah. wonder if though, yeah. like if I can say in it, uh, if you know, with YouTube. If they're gonna, you know, the stuff that I just talked about, all the great stuff that my son has learned, but there's also all the weird f- stuff oh, we've yeah, all talked yeah, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. where like people are dressed up in giant eggs and they're Hell doing yeah. this really weird Hell shit that yeah. kids are like obsessed with, like hypnotized by. Yeah, How, is it which is gonna be more expensive? Because if the kids have a, if whatever is like gets the most demand. Because right? I would love it if net neutrality could run these weirdos out of business who get millions of hits <laughs> on all their shit that my kids are watching. Because I know they're all fucking rich off this stuff. So. <laughs> really of the funny. ads they get. So maybe, yeah. That's really uh, funny. Yeah, for me, like... There's a six-year-old kid who makes 11 million a year reviewing <laughs> toys. <Did laughs> yeah, you you if, yeah. Really? yeah, yeah. No, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, they he review. reviews toys and he makes six million. And my kids sit there and watch it. They're like, 
transfix. They'd rather watch the kid review the toy than play with that same toy at home. What are we it's, doing with the podcast? We got to be doing this. We should be doing videos where we just uh, uh. get your kids to review toys. To me, like I'm glad I still have. You'd have you uh, used to have a VPN in China, so you could get out of China for internet. Yeah. I still have it. Oh, so who cares about net neutrality? I can use it to like get into Canadian internet Ooh, or something. You could, you could, you could rent that out to people. Or UK. Business. That's a new business. <laughs> That's a good idea. I don't, I don't know if that works. That's an interesting <laughs> angle. I mean, undoubtedly, the VPN would slow everything down. You're going through it. A, did yeah. Because so. it used to think I was in for a while. I thought I was in London, so I was getting like. UK Yahoo and it'd be like oh this week on Suck. Big Brother yeah. <laughs> and all these dudes with like weird teeth or like Very super funny. celebrities that right. like getting a lot of Liam Gallagher news stories on yeah <laughs> a lot of like unattractive British people are like super famous I'm like yeah. I could do that um, <laughs> but uh, yeah maybe I can do that with my yeah. $50 a year but then neutrality is ended so we won't have it anymore Right. See, that's the part that I don't get. The <laughs> SEC ended. No one really cares, but it's a it's a bit of a problem because then now what the idea is like AT and whoever your service provider could could theoretically and they will because that's just how capitalism works. They will go like, oh, you want Netflix? Oh, it's gonna cost an extra five dollars because right. we to for us to give you that bandwidth. It's it's. It, but that's only really the one thing. That's but like the only like Netflix is the one I'm most upset about this. Yeah. But, but do you think that'll be worldwide or that'll just be Netflix America? Like, can I hop over to the UK and just get? Oh, but then I'll get. Whatever right. shows they have, right? Yeah. Well, also, I if you mean, pay five dollars more as a month for Netflix, like, I mean, yeah, but you're gonna have so to do that for everything, right? Well, yeah. it's only things you want. Gmail. No, it'll be like it'll be like hotel internet. You know how there's like premium and then a the free one. The yeah. free one is just the worst. Yeah. Shitty. Yeah. You'll be like that. Oh God. And then you gotta like pay to to basically access like if you want your Netflix or whatever uh, your stream to look <coughs> clearer. You know, like if you want HD, then you need to pay your not even pay Netflix. You're paying AT and T. Yeah. To be like, okay, we're gonna give you some more bandwidth, you know. But at least our pod, we're gonna start charging for our pod yeah. website. Yeah, we're gonna hundred dollars a click. Hundred dollars a click, yeah. Yeah. and then we're gonna be rich. And you, you also gotta lower the quality of this right down to like. Well, we should. It sounds like we're all on our phone. Yeah, Why don't exactly. you do that? Yeah, you can change the quality of the podcast, yeah. and if people want to pay premium membership, they can hear us. Oh, there you go. If they want to, you know that. Shout out to our listeners. If they want like a buzzing noise in their ears, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't pay us. <laughs> this shake. is the Randy Lee <laughs> Emmy yeah. nominated. Yeah, we got Emmy uh, nominated sound. We're gonna charge more for Emmy. Pay me, pay me ten dollars. I'm gonna blow. Air horn right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna give you a minute. Idea. Yeah. Pay the money. Yeah, ten dollars <laughs> or I blow this air horn right now. Trump I love that we're all overlooking the idea that they can always just turn it <laughs> off. No, they they won't. they're not allowed to do that. We're gonna charge them more if they turn it off. Oh, that's a good idea. We're winning we're so much you. right now. I can't <laughs> yeah. get enough of it. I'll, right. I'll charge them ten bucks to turn it off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that's our podcast. Ronnie, thank you for doing it, man. No problem, man. Thanks for, thanks for having me on. That was a blast. Yeah, uh, yeah catch catch Ronnie on The Daily Show all the time. Yeah. Daily? Uh, go check out my website, ronniechang.com. i got tour dates coming up. So Sweet. Yeah. We'll see him in Hawaii. Yeah. Luka-laka. Or you can see you in the... I saw you in the subway today on, like, an ad campaign oh, yeah. for the Daily Show. <laughs> go see him in the subway. Right. <laughs> in the New York, if you're in New York City. Right, right. Cap, what should we do? I'm going to go blow the air horn, and then I'm going to get lost. Get lost. Say what you see, man. We got these questions. Is it true that you've sold your soul? I say, hey, man, I don't know. Let me quarter, won't you? I'll call my accountant. Let's get out this. Get on with it. If you want to change the world, shut your mouth and stop this spinning. Get out this. Get on with it. If you want to change the world, shut your mouth. Stop this minute!
come around the judge and stone Yeah, all we're trying to do is make a fortune Yeah, we ain't got no government loans And no one sends a check from home We'll get this We're just doing what we wanna So let's get on this I'll get on with it If you wanna change the world Shut your mouth and start this minute Get on this I'll get on with it Yes. Yeah.